Hi guys, and welcome to the Cushman Expedition Podcast, where this podcast dives into an array of groundbreaking topics and thought-provoking guests that leave you with a more conscious awareness of the world around you. With an open mind, um, you'll be able to discover a new story of humanity, history, science, consciousness, mindfulness, spirituality, health and wellness, and so much more. I am to either inspire you towards your full potential or to leave you with a more aligned understanding of the world around you. Today, on today's show, I'm really... Uh, thankful to bring on Henry onto the show. He's a good friend of mine. Um, I met him at um, uh, Royal Susie, which is a crystal shop in Seminole Heights, Florida. And that's where I also met uh, Neo Positivity. Uh, Neo's also a good friend of mine, and he's going to be on the show next week. But the reason why I immediately knew when Henry was just, I heard him talking in the background, and I knew that this guy is on a similar level to me in terms of like enthusiasm for life and all that positive energy you kind of just sense off someone. And, uh, it was, I just, he's the type of guy that I could just talk to you for days. And the reason why I'm having him on the show today is because much like you guys, a lot of people listening, he's just a normal guy who has had profound experiences in terms of, um, consciousness, um, and energetic, like anomalies, but it's, it's all good in the hood, you know, like it's all good stuff, but it's something that everybody can reflect on because I think a lot of people in this world, they have these supernatural experiences, whether it's like, you know, they had a very intense dream that was very true or people have outer body experiences or have this, you know, or meditate and go somewhere else where Henry had this experience growing up and he felt very sensitive to everything, people's emotions, blah, blah, blah. And I want to get into his uh, story of his uh, this experience he had with this tree and back pain. So, Henry, I just want to thank you for coming on the show, and I can't wait for people to hear your story. Oh, thanks, man. Well, what a killer introduction. Uh, it's great to be on. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, thank you. Yeah, so can you get into growing up and how you felt different, and what was it like mm. for you? Oh, man, cool. So – I love reflecting on my past. It's still new. I've only been doing it for like five or six years. So it all, you know, it, it, it works its way all the way back to the beginning when I'm a kid. And when I'm a kid uh, in school, I struggled. I uh, did not do well at any subject. Uh, took a lot of <laughs> reflecting now to figure out why all of it didn't go well. Suffice to say, uh, I'm a visual learner. Um, so I, can't really comprehend as quickly as anybody else who's reading something. Um, if you don't fit into a certain framework in terms of how quickly you can be taught something through a specific way that our education is kind of set up for us to kind of learn and grow through those kind of methods, like they didn't really have those methods. So I was kind of moved around into classrooms that maybe could help me in just different areas of the school. Noticeably to myself, I was different. Noticeably to everybody else, I was new to that room and different. So I kind of had that stigma right away up front of, of uh, you know, I don't directly fit in. Um, and I think a lot of kids have that ex had that experience, uh, you know, in our age realm as we're constantly outgrowing the current education system. And so that's where it started. Uh, that's where, and I think, you know, I was a super sensitive kid. I had a desperate need to connect to people. I wanted people to understand me, but I didn't know what to do other than to try and fit in with them. And so in that journey, you know, I lost sight of looking, you know, you know, reflecting and looking internally for the answers. I was only looking at 
what everybody else was doing and what everybody else was telling me I should do Mm. um, to become who I am. Mm. And, you know, you can't, you know, at a certain point in my life, you just, you you run that cycle, you run that formula. It's, it's not sustainable. I'm going to run into the ground at a certain point. I'm going to run out of gas because I've got cognitive dissonance. My brain and my body are not agreeing with each other. They mm. do not see eye to eye. And the problem is, is that early on in my life, I was so sensitive, so sensitive, meaning I could pick up on everybody's emotions and feel it kind of fully. And so I kind of just had a need, especially not being able to fit in and find a place and kind of rejecting, feeling rejected and therefore rejecting myself. I never really mm. thought to go any further with myself. Like, there's nothing here. Meanwhile, like today, I, any bit of information, you know, I, I almost don't forget it. Like, 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 like boy times have changed, but like the, the, the whole learning is in who am I? Like you, you, you and I have had mm-hmm. this conversation so many times and at a certain point I ran out of gas and the cognitive dissonance was my body. I shut, I shut myself off from my body so that all I had was a cognitive view on the physical world and there was no feeling anymore. And it was better at the time because I couldn't handle not doing what my body felt I should be doing. And I couldn't handle failing and, you know, all the self shame and self criticism I was giving myself because that was the feedback I was getting from everybody else, but it was because I wasn't being authentic. Right. Well, I mean, that's what's a shame. Like you, you know, especially when you're a kid, you're just trying to fit in and you just want to be liked. That's it. And sometimes step one, you know, we do things that get away, we get away from ourselves, like you said, because we're just trying to do the right thing. But I think in, in time, as you grow up, you, you learn to get back to that side of yourself that made you successful, that will make you successful in life and will have a bigger impact on people around you. So when you said you were sensitive to people, and people's emotions. Can you give like some examples of how it, like situations where you'd really feel people or like, is it mm. as simple as someone was walking down the hall from you in school and you, you didn't know what they're going through and maybe they had a straight face, but you could tell that something was bothering them deeply. Like, mm. yeah, I, I was, you know, I think anybody who thinks on a deeper level is it's easier for them to connect with other people on a deeper level. They're fewer and far between, but you kind of know them when you see them. And so there are those types of people that I connected with, but I was so emotionally sad that I could pick up on everybody else that was emotionally sad, you know? And Ah. so it's, it's kind of that kind of stuff. Like I was picking up on the same frequencies. Um, Mm. But, but I mean, it's, you know, it's the empathetic empath, component of 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 people where you're able to kind of receive uh, and put yourself in the perspective in a way where you could identify what it's like to feel the way that would feel in that perspective and i think that's all i did and i think it's it's a superpower now the fact that i was looking outside of myself even though i wasn't looking inside for the answer now what i know is that i've considered everybody else's perspective from a million different dimensions and and i kind of know I kind of have been able to feel how people feel when they're going through that. And you kind of teach yourself how to identify with those vibrational feelings. 
Mm. And then you have like the empathetic empath library of all of the different thing, the different vibrations around you. So when you're in contact with somebody who's going through something, if you've gone through that with somebody before and you've been able to identify the labels of what's happening, you instantly know what's happening then. It's such a great tool that if people can learn how to tap into that Mm -hmm. gift that everybody has, you know, I think everybody has intuition, blah, blah, blah. Definitely. has been taught to, you know, really exploit that in our, you know, the way we grow up. Mm. I mean, you know, but also I think with empathy, it also, I realized that um, for my own right, it's helped me understand animals too, not just human beings, but well also animals. Totally. I mean, it's so hard for me to go to, I love going to the Zealand Aquarium because that's what I did when I growing up. But, you know, it's tough to like, you can almost feel the depression, mm. the longing that that animal is in that cage. And I just saw an Instagram post on, um earth picks or something like that and mm-hmm. they just posted i don't know it's just you can see like you know because just like it's like they're the analogy they're saying was you know we're stuck in our homes during this pandemic but you know animals at zoos and aquariums they've been like that and i'm not saying you know the people who care for these animals they love them and yeah. so forth and i'm not putting down zoos i'm just saying like the analogy of like feeling the emotions of animals too because i mean they oh my god i mean to see if you there's this video of like a wolf and one of its pack leaders dies and it's mm. just howling for for days and hours mm. and mm. some um a team of researchers who were following this pack they were just they you know because you don't think you think of animals as animals you don't think of them having emotions and yeah it just gets to you sometimes you know yeah and i think the word there's compassion right? right like like and having compassion is being able to think for things outside of yourself yeah you know it's like being able to have compassion is like even if you didn't go through it what it's like to go through that um right that emotional pain is something that i've experienced in my life in maybe a different way but god it hurts and god i know how you're feeling doesn't matter if you're a wolf that's the thing about it it's all nature (laughs) it's all human nature yeah how is uh how do you see the world like how connected it is and (laughs) i remember we were talking about how, you know, there's, there's, you know, just how we can't see Wi-Fi or Bluetooth around us. It's always constantly flowing. Mm. And like, what's your opinion on that? How, you know, we're connected on a larger scale <laughs> than you ever imagine. I know it's a big question. That is a, yeah, I'm going to, I will, I'm going to try, I will try and pack it in because I could on this, this could go the rest of the afternoon. Um, <laughs> so I will try and summarize it the way I see it and not try and unbox it. And then you can pick it apart. Um, (laughs) I, I've evolved to see the world in different ways. As you grow to notice the natural world and nature happening around you, you come to see it happening on the first level leads to the next level of things happening, leads to the next level of things that you see and notice, leads to the next level of your higher acuity for the things happening around you. And so, you know, the world is constantly moving through vibration. And I think any time, you know, if I'm, if I, I'm like in like a natural meditation state, mm. when I'm just outside in nature. Do you know, you know, your brain picks up when your brain's inside, it's right. only using like 10% of its brain capacity. And when you go outside, it increases by like 40 or 50% of what it uses because there's so wow. much more vibrations and frequencies and activity happening around you in the human density layer. So 
mm-hmm. all all of that breaks you know I, I there's there's the two worlds and the two two pieces i understand the first one boils down to physics the second part boils down to quantum physics because both or everything has two sides to it you know a website mm. has a front end where you use it and a back end how it's all connected you know everything is is powered by something our earth is powered by the our 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 earth is powered by this universe all of the energy in the universe is used a lot of it used to be the back end server for our front end earth you know uh, and so and the earth as we've talked about before has levels of consciousness too but everything acts in a state of vibration through the things of life on earth and then each of those you know a tree or a flower or a grass all of them are not just putting out oxygen they're putting out communication information through particles through uh photons through uh 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 waves um you know radio and uh frequency waves so all you know which is which is what the field is you know the electric field that surrounds earth is what makes everything connected you know gravity keeps everything pushed down and in place but the field is what allows uh, you know this mate, mm. this 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 crisscross interwoven electric field that's happening all around us and above us um, and all through the universe is what makes everything connected. It's what keeps the you know you know if you look on top of the the ocean water or water that's just sitting there, it's going to have some type of a pulse happening on top of it. That's the electric field sitting right on top of the water, man. You know, like mm. all types of way. So how do I? see this world this world distills down into symbols it it comes down to visuals it comes down to uh uh what is it i think it's called biblical geometry or something no biblical sacred sacred geometry i was literally gonna ask you about that because it's so cool how you see these uh you know so for instance there is that guy who took water and Mm. he took like the you know a speaker and he was playing yep. around with high frequencies of sound, and he found that the, the, the frequency of certain melodies and blah, 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 and it would actually uh, manipulate the water into ge- geometrical patterns. Mm-hmm. And you find sacred geometry. So how would you define sacred geometry? So um, it's, a, it's a combination of visuals supported by math and 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 and, and, mm. and calculation um it's perfect uh so sacred mm. geometry you know all right so well, so, so common so, examples are like the fibonacci sequence that's where i was where, going with that yeah right and, and then there's also um what am i trying to think of um you know when people take dmt or ayahuasca they have these geometrical mm. um visuals out of nowhere mm-hmm. and it kind of relates to the idea that the universe is created by some some cr- creator because there's this perfect mathematical uh sequence found in nature that's found everywhere it's found in the pine cones and the flower yeah. beds and it's yeah. like a, it's a it's a uh pattern of of uh perfection almost yep, and exactly and and the, it's called a fractal Okay. Um, and a fractal is what you know the Fibonacci sequence evolves to be. The the the, the visual to describe it is if if we're if, if there's a spider web and it's early in the morning and the spider web is full of dewdrops, 
Are you with me? There's a bunch of yep, water yep. drops on the, on the spider web. And you go to one of them on the end of a straight line. You, from inside of that dew drop, being inside of the water droplet, you can see all other water droplets in prism formation. You can see, wow. do you, does that make sense? So from yes, that yes. perspective, you can see all of the other water droplets on that spider web, but they all come into this orb, you know, kind of projector of, of the, of the surface around you, which is the sphere. And so mm. that is the best metaphor for how we project the world around us. And, and, and if you took away the physics and left quantum physics, that's a lot of what it would look like. Each of those different water droplets is a dimension. Um, and each of these dimensions are free flowing. So we are, as we move through time, we're moving through this complicated, constantly moving fractal. Um, mm. And then on top of that, is what we put, you know, kind of the physical layer of everything that we can look, see, and feel, and touch um, right. through our senses. Um, but our senses are what tell us what's real in reality, in physical reality. However, our emotions are what tell us what's real on the energy levels. And when people are going through these deeper experiences, you know, you can achieve DMT through just deep breathing exercises. Exactly. You know, as it, because a lot of this stuff that is available like that, you can produce it within your body already. You know, so that's the right. the alchi the alchemical process of that. But once you do that and you start to create sacred, you start to see sacred geometry. It's because you your body, which is ninety percent of the power that you're that you're able to generate. You know, which is like hundreds of trillions of volts is emoting energy and that emoted energy is putting out a broader signal from your heart to create your aura and it's so dense that you're actually able to see more of the fractal and dimensions around you i mean just like you turn the radio station of your car and you get 98.5 created 98.7 mm -hmm. you know you are making yourself a tuning fork naturally mm. like as this work has been documented by dr joe spencer where he has a pineal gland activation meditation um that the ancient cultures have been doing for thousands of years but you know now it's coming into the western scientific study where people are trying to you know as we think of we a lot of our society you know you, you want proof to prove it mm. and finally being able to do that but it's so cool um yeah dude how, it is, it's just fascinating to me how we're these like super, we're almost these supercomputers. We have no idea. And how we have, what I've come to realize is you, like you said, you're just like, you know, we, we have emotions and blah, blah, blah. We have all these different ways of experiencing this reality. And if you can tap into the higher, higher levels of mm. how to experience life through the heart, how we now know that the heart has its own neurons that are similar to the brain, to the structure of the brain neurons and in the brain cells, it has its own heart cells that are like brain cells. And this is documented by the heart math Institute out of California, which, you know, you, I gave you my guy account. You've been following along and stuff. I see, I see what you've been watching. Um, <laughs> That's right, man. You're doing phenomenal research on the heart and how mm. we should be, not thinking through the brain really anymore we should be thinking through the heart more check this out 
Yeah, go for it. I've got one great uh, – this is the, the biggest example you, to, to prove connectivity between the heart and this world. So check this out. There is no other frequency. So the only – so our heart is what broadcasts our human signal. It comes back out through our heart, whether it's good or bad. It's what we're doing to our heart. Are we you know, positive or negative? But if we're putting out that heart signal, that heart signal has the same frequency – at this, and it's the only thing that broadcasts a human signal is your heart. That's what creates your aura. That's what projects your feeling out into the world, out into the flow. So the only other vibration that runs on the same level as the heart is <laughs> the Earth's the Earth's frequency. So the, you know, there's uh, there's hundreds of thousands of frequencies that make up the collective sound and collective frequency of the earth's vibration that vibration right. is the same vibration as what the heart puts out and it's called is that called the schumann resonance resonance yeah it, it, i didn't know it was called the schumann resonance but it's called uh, resonance vibration and, and that's the okay, okay. that's the ultimate resonant vibration resonance is, is between the heart and this earth and it just shows our human nature and where we ultimately came from but it also shows that when we go to connect to our heart, we're connecting globally. Wow. Isn't that so cool? <laughs> Dude, yeah, we're empowered. It teaches to, you how to live a life. We're empowered to live a life beyond what any of us actually thought possible. And it's the reason why it's so cool to have people like you to have discussions like this with is because, you know, you have, you have this old paradigm of, of you, know, you know, just how history moves through time. So do scientific discoveries and people want to hold on to the past and their own work. And, you know, we have all this new science coming about about epigenetics, Mm. about meditation, Mm. quantum physics, and and so forth. And, you know, you look at, you know, the the research into the heart, as I can't stress enough, you guys just have to look into the the work of the HeartMath Institute. Um, It's phenomenal. It just makes you realize like wow well that explains a lot that's why i'm missing this in my life why i need to listen to that more why i should be doing this more and if you look at honestly a lot of the truly successful people around the world and you know look at those successful people i mean money may come along the way you know but why are they successful because they said fuck it i'm just gonna follow my heart Yep, and see what happens. I mean, look at it, comedians or blah blah. And yes, you have to have the talent and so forth. But listen, you know, they could have just chosen to doubt themselves and not express that. Mm-hmm. And it comes from that heart center. Everybody has that. And you know, certain people are walking examples of that. And you know, those people, whether it's like celebrities or, or you know, even like you know, very spiritually aligned people. And it's the work inspires you and gives you validation and confidence to think outside the box Mm. because, you know, the things we're talking about, they're still not considered mainstream, even though, you know, you have all these empirical research papers and blah, 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 backing it up. Right. Um, it, you're still outside the box. And sometimes, you know, I find myself still thinking and, oh, I have to manipulate matter through matter or so forth or blah, blah, blah. And I've come to just accept the fact that the more I keep, you know, looking into this stuff, 
the more it gives me validation of, you know, I'm doing the right thing and I'm impacting people and not just the five cents way of looking at things, but I'm impacting the planet on a, a higher range of reality that I can't even receive, you yeah, know, absolutely. or other people, not just me. I'm just, you know, I don't want to put myself into it, but you know what I mean? I do, man. Well, there's a couple of pieces I want to just put together from what you just said. Like the heart to me, the heart is the seat of the spirit. The heart is the seat of your spirit. So being able to channel what you can do best only comes once you find what you love, right? And, and actually connect with that. So Robin Williams is a great example of somebody who could just channel and pull in everything that he wanted as fast as could possibly process through his body yeah. and his heart and go out of his mouth. But it's because he loved what he did. And he found a way to do it that was his own authentic. So I think that's the first piece is like, you know, your heart is what channels. Once you find the stuff that you love and love to do, you can channel that. And it's channeling through your heart, which is the most powerful channel to actually give you all the information in a continuous flow once you find what you love. So I think that's why we strive for it. I think that's kind of the first part. Um, and then... Uh, we attach that together. Uh, oh man, I didn't mean to take that. I wanted to kind of hit that, but I wanted to attach that onto what you were just saying uh, right after. Oh that. yeah, I was just seeing how you can use this work and this research to apply it to your own life and give you confidence. Yes. You know, to know that you know <laughs> you're not crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, exactly. Practical. Exactly. And this is the piece I was going to attach onto that. So once you kind of once you find what you love and you realize your purpose, the next step is to realize how are you going to play this game. Like, like right. now that we know the rules, okay. Like, and, and like, <laughs> yep. now it's like, okay, how are we going to, because this gets fun and we're finding what we love and it's feeling good in the process. And I honestly feel like it's like a video game because in a video game, level one and level two, it's all about teaching you how to use the video game. What happens when you jump too short? What happens when you double jump? How you got to do this and right. that to get to the next level. And once you learn that lesson, that valuable lesson, that's all you need to know. And you're good. You've been, you've been pushed to the next level. And it's all about raising that vantage point from level two to level three to level 10 to level 20. And, and, and once you start getting up there, you're breaking through and learning such valuable lessons to break through. And you've got so much momentum. You just want to keep playing that video game. And, right. and like, I got to beat this thing. And like, you know, but like right. you, the beating this thing is freaking abundance. You know, you have arrived as at the point, but that whole time you're, you're breaking boundaries and breaking through and learning everything about yourself. Like, you know, and it all comes down to staying in your lane, mm. you know, and competing with against yourself. Mm. I, don't, I don't know if competing is, but a lot of people, you know, they play sports or blah, blah, blah. They want to be competitive. Right. It's just within our nature. And it truly that it is, you know, it's like, who are you, are you trying to validate, you know, yourself to others or for yourself, you know? Mm. Um, but with that being said, I want to touch into the experience you had where you had that back injury out of nowhere kind of. And, and then you had this very spiritual like experience with this tree. I just want you to explain that for yeah. our listeners. Cause I was like, wow, that's, it's amazing. Cause it reminds me of, of, um, people what people have gone through in, in workshops and stuff and have, have guided meditations but you experienced this naturally and you were like guided 
to this tree. So yeah. please go into this. All right. So um, I, I'm, you know, there's different ways to find enlightenment uh, or uh, uh, have your awakening uh, or whatever other way of kind of, you know, getting woke and, and breaking through. Everybody's got a different way. I ha- you're, wo- you're woke, bro. <laughs> you are, dude, li- dude, every day live woke. So like... <laughs> Anyway, I, you know, it's, it's, it is all about getting present and getting woke because that's where all the action is. But uh, it's funny, man, because I had to be shaken awake, um, you know, in, in the sense of like, it was just like, I read something the other day that was like, when you have so much suffering that your spirit is just like, just forces enlightenment. You know, it's like, it's I, you time, don't, motherfucker. yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't have to live this life anymore. And you've been through enough emotional pain. It's time, you know, what this is. And that's kind of the message I got. So I, I had a, a surgery on my tailbone, uh, uh, about a, well in January. Uh, so at the very beginning of the year, a year ago, um, in 2019. And, uh, it was one of those things where it was, it was a big deal. Like I had to heal naturally afterward. It was a big old situation. My wife had to help me. All kinds of situations had to navigate uh, in just discomfort. Um, and before this time, I had kind of been going through a lot of self-learning and growth and helping myself, but not having broken through kind of some of the ultimate things I needed to face and confront within myself. And so what happened is I had the surgery and I wasn't able to even sit down. I had to lay on my belly and face for like three weeks um and my wife was you know amazing uh in having to deal with stuff um but uh you know it got to a point where i mean i think day one and day two i was already losing my mind i'm like adhd all the way can't sit still this to that to the other never stop and i just like this was the opposite and it stopped me in my dang tracks and so, you know, I finally I got to a point, and I think this is probably like week five. And from week one to week five, I started to like, I was like, without realizing it, kind of breaking awake. Uh, you know, like I, I, had fa- I had been watching these documentaries like, uh, I- you know, Inner Worlds, Outer Worlds, which was published in like 2006. Like you want to talk about an Easter <laughs> egg. This thing has just been sitting there and uh, blew the cap off you know just in terms of 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 what was that in that documentary what did it that talked a lot about about, that talked a lot about sacred geometry it talked a lot about the the mask concept of uh detaching you know the mask is the person that you the persona that you create to be accepted in society Uh and it's all about removing the mask so that you can find your yes removing the shadow stuff as carl jung exactly and then you know you know you kind of the whole goal and and everything we're talking about too is like you have to address why like like you have to address how you feel about everything and and everything that you know and why you feel the way you do and it's like Mm. you just have to break through like a couple of levels but on so many like on everything that is like i i i like it's like i went through relearning how to speak again it was like wow. oh wait. so so you were so you watched this documentary while you're not being able to do shit yes and then 
And then how, where does it go from Okay, there? sorry. Thank you. So, no, you're good. <laughs> yeah, good job, though. All right, so let's say week five, and it's just it, it's getting to a point where, you know, my wife is, is back at work all full time, and I'm just kind of taking my care of myself. I'm able to walk around but still can't really do anything. And, like, at a certain point, I was, like, I like I had kind of gone outside a little bit uh, and, like, been out in the yard, but I hadn't gotten to go for a walk yet. And then this one day, and it was just like, I, I have kind of a stressful job and just a lot of action happening in terms of people need things quickly and sense of urgency and things like that. And so, you know, high stress is, is, is part of it. And so it's, it's what's kind of also forced this, uh, you know, forced me to break open. It's like I just couldn't deal with all the emotional pain and criticism I was giving myself anymore. And I just needed to understand. And so one day, um, it was like, I didn't even have, I, I got through the day until like three o'clock and, um, you know, in and out of work and kind of trying to deal with the medication that they were giving me just to deal with pain. And, you know, that makes you like fall asleep while holding down the letter L, you know, so it's just like, just like crazy <laughs> stuff starts happening. So then um, I, I was like, it was like, I'm going for a walk. And before I even decided it, I was already out the door. Um, I had like, it was like an overwhelming walk of emotional on just like super emotional levels, like not even anything coming up, but just like my inside opening up. And it was just like, I was feeling everything and almost feeling just very heavy. And I kind of walked with this very heavy steps, but it was like something where I was being driven down the road by my gut is the best way I can simplify it. Like, it was like, it was like, it was like my, you know, I don't, if you've ever meditated, like your diaphragm and your belly, like kind of goes in, uh, tries to kind of suck in with your rib cage and kind of get, get kind of, so you kind of tighten your breathing and you control the energy to the upper parts of your body and you trap that energy there. So this was happening automatically. Like, I was not in control. I wasn't in control of my breathing. And I was like, just kind of going down the road. And then as I was almost to the park, there's like kind of a zigzaggy way. And it's about. So you, you literally were not in control of your motor functions to an extent. I was, it, it, it was like, I was sitting in my brain, taking in all that was happening. I was just like sitting wow. there like, Whoa. I'm walking down the road right now. Like, uh, I, like, and it was just like, it was crazy because like I could look down at my hand, but I wasn't driving the ship. Um, and, right. and so it was kind of like sleep paralysis. Yes. Yeah, I've experienced that a couple of times. That's where the, like, you're, it's crazy. That's the, be- <laughs> that's exactly what it felt like. That's the best description for it. And, uh, and I was, yeah. So, uh, so there's just a lot of energy charging through my body at like lightning bolt rates. And so I'm just like zigzagging to the park. It's about a half a mile. And I get to this certain part that's about, you know, uh, maybe a block or so before the park entrance. And it's this little neighborhood and it's kind of tight. And this was like, this was the break before the awakening. It was like, uh, right before I even got to the park, I, was like feeling very heavy and just like, whoa, this is crazy. And then all of a sudden this crow came out of this bird came out of nowhere and just went, it's like landed on the fence. that was like two or three <laughs> feet from me. And I was just like, whoa, and it startled me. And it like leaned in and looked right through me. 
And I was like, oh, okay, that's weird. And I like kept, and I walked, kept walking and I walked past it and it flew behind me. And I kind of watched it as it flew to the other side of the road. And it landed on this porch next to this cat. And I'm talking like six inches from this cat, like a scary distance where like they, they must've been friends. Was uh, this a black cat? It was a, no, it was a tan cat, but it was a black crow. Um, okay. And, uh, but it was a tan cat. And so right as the crow landed next to the cat, it was like the cat looked straight up at me and into my eyes. And I was like, whoa. And then I had to keep walking down the block. But as I kept walking, I kept looking back. And that cat watched me, just stared through <laughs> me the whole way down. And I was like, okay, that was weird, right? And I'm like still like working. And so I'm like in the park at this point. And it's kind of by like the river, you know, uh, Hillsborough River area. And, yeah. um, and I go down and there's this tree that's right on the river. And I, I'm like, whoa, like, and I just like, because I, <laughs> I love climbing trees. And this is one of those trees that you could totally climb into. And I just like have such an appreciation for those trees. And uh, well, when I was a kid, I loved climbing trees, but I like climbing trees now too. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, so I, I like, I, by the way, like, I, again, I'm just like going just there, just being guided straight there. And I'm just like, Oh, right. look, you're, I'm just, you're, you're just guided yeah. there. You're like, well, okay. So <laughs> I, I get to the river and like, I've always kind of like connected with trees. Like trees are one of those, um, one of those things on earth that carries a lot of energy outside of the ground, you know, and brings it up into the air. And actually trees are like the best communicators with each other in terms of the information that comes out of their leaves and they pass between trees there. It's, an, it's another story, but trees are like one of the most advanced plants. That's a good way to say it. And mm. um, so, uh, you know, trees carry a lot of energy in this moment, you know, touching a tree was like, you could feel, feel like a vibration highway this thing was just running on another levels and so i like go to like sit down and i'm like sitting down on like in front of the tree on the river and i like lean back on the tree and it like gets it's like a wave is coming and i and it's just like all of a sudden this big energy wave just consumes me and my eyes close and I like grab onto this tree because it's like kind of I can grip kind of part of it with one arm and I like blast off. <laughs> and this is kind of where I talked about like emoting uh, and, and just seeing the, the sacred geometry in those moments. Like what happened in that moment is a colorful wormhole created, developed by emotion. Emotion breaks down into electro or, you know, yeah, electro or yeah, electronic motion, right? So, mm -hmm. um, so everything is basically able to, you know, electronically, uh, pass through each other. And so like that, that through emotion. And so like that just emotional wave hit me and it was like a wormhole channel formed above me. And as soon as I looked up was as soon as I blasted off and I was like able to just like sit through the ride of me going from like earth to outer space and it was just what? it was just one of those moments where you know on the ride um you you are like realizing and unboxing everything you think you ever thought you knew about the way things are because nothing was ever like this and this changes everything and it's just one of those moments where you know there's something to be said about having an experience and experience is undeniable. 
and nobody can tell me that didn't happen. And I think it has to happen in that way for people where it just changes their perception. And it forced me to recognize that there was so much more happening around and it just kind of turned into an obsession, but an obsession over my self growth to get to the points where I could maximize myself on whatever levels of the game I needed to. Wow. So you, so what was, that was the biggest takeaway from you from that experience, like reflecting on it and like, you know. So the biggest takeaway at the time was I used to weigh probably six, well, uh, two years ago, I weighed about 85 pounds more than I do now. I, a year and a half ago, I weigh probably, you know, 50 pounds less than I did. Um, and so what it did was, so as I was, he, I was still healing after that experience. What I realized though, right. is that I, I ate my diet, my, the food I put into my body was garbage and not real food and what i was realizing is i had this this is gross but i had this chunk that was out of my butt tailbone area and it was sucked but it was one of those things where what's happening in my body is everything i eat breaks down into sugar and the sugar is getting into my red blood cell system and the red blood cells are turning into the platelets that's healing my body at one of the most core places of my nervous system. And I just had this realization because whenever sugar gets all the way to that point, it's a deposit. The body doesn't know what else to do with it, but store it. And so you have this fake area of synthetic healed skin, you know, in my case, because I had so much to heal, that's, that's what it would have been. And so immediately I just had this like, it was like before that I had only been self-sabotaging and didn't have a good enough reason to live. And this was like, holy crap, I need to save myself before it's too late because like cancer and all these things are like big were big fears of mine when I thought I wasn't in control. But when you learn mm. how you can understand how, how food is medicine and how food affects your body and how it breaks down, like, so that was my first obsession was nutrition. But all of this is like in the bigger picture is like self-help, you know, self-growth, um, learning the things I needed to learn to give myself the ability to grow to the next level. What were some of the things that you had that you uh, are in progress of working over or been able to overcome mm-hmm. where you've seen you've been able to attract more to your life, whether it's the quality of your relationships or employment mm-hmm. or so forth? So there's a book that I read not that long ago, actually, that uh, is something that I think I'm close to completion on, but is a never ending process. But I think I'm close to the first point of my completion with it is um, self-esteem. There's a book by Nathan Brandon, and it's called The Six Pillars of Self-Esteem. And it's actually free on YouTube if you, if you Google that. Um, it's a free book that's audiobook on YouTube. It's, it's, it's fantastic. But anyway, all to say that self-esteem is the number one thing that breaks out six different ways and the six different versions of ourself, the, the core pieces of ourself, um, and, and, and basically how to have the right perspective and perception on yourself so that everything that happens to you isn't something that turns into a way that you judge yourself or add criticism or, or, or set yourself back one step forward, two steps back. If you understand the rules of your own self and self-esteem and self-esteem is confidence at the end of the day, but it's, it's confidence 
you know, with a foundation of knowledge, right? So it's unbreakable. You know, it's this empirical science, empirical health stuff that we're talking about, where it's proven to serve you and to change your, you know, your body's state. I think it's so dope to realize this is like, you get all these nuggets, like in seven years, the cells in your body are going to regenerate and be totally different cells. Therefore, you're a different person every seven years if you choose to be. So everybody can mm. outgrow their, their, you know, their chronic issues. It's all about changing your discipline and giving yourself self-esteem in a way where you know why you're doing it and it all feels good. Mm. That's phenomenal, man. I mean, because I think everybody has their own things they need to work on their own on their own life and and it's just great and you know we i want to touch into meditation now how you know i was on neo's show with you mm-hmm. um i think it was two days ago and you said a lot of great things you said setting into your energy and yourself mm. and how move intention get intention behind yourself mm. and how you know meditation has helped you um you had a profound revelation you were describing on his show the other day can you dive into that a little bit and how that setting into your energy and yourself is so important yeah man definitely well i think meditation which meditation has two names to me meditation is a little bit uh tough for some people and the 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 kind of scientific word is mindfulness right and it's just it's 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 going to a state of mindfulness and we'll talk about like both of those things are kind of related to this so um you know, meditation is hard. It's hard for me again, because I've got so much, so much energy that I, I have, I've been learning what to do with and how to manage it, that it hasn't been easy to sit still, especially because meditation brings you straight to the things that you're uncomfortable with and maybe need to deal with that you, that that have maybe suppressed themselves in the past. So, you know, it's, it, meditation is one of those things that's so hard and it, it, it kind of has to, it just recently turned into something that wasn't a discipline. It just got fun. And it, it wasn't like it wasn't fun before, but it's all been such learning and that you have to, you have to get excited about all of the, the lessons that you're going to get because what happens whenever you meditate is that your brain expands. The capacity for which you can receive and understand and process information expands. So whenever you go to sleep, for example, your brain goes from about 10% of its capacity to about 30% of its capacity. So that's huge. Um, and that allows you to actually work through things uh, on, a, on, a, on a calmer vibrational level. So there's less activity outside of the human density layer. And so to do that, you've got to kind of work on, I think the core thing and the number one first step is breath work. Um, you know, getting your breathing oh, yeah, yeah. in place. If you don't know how to breathe, you don't know how to control something that handles both your physical world and your internal emotional world talking to your body. And that's breath. Right. I mean, I just, I, yesterday I had a profound, uh, meditation where it was actually, I think it happened for a reason. So yesterday in Florida, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, uh, it was raining mm-hmm. and it was cold. Mm-hmm. Um, or not cold. It was cold. Time, but, you know, for down here, it's cold. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm from Massachusetts. Yeah, so you're right. I was like, fine. I was actually loving it. And <laughs> I was cold. I, my roommate earlier, he reads like I do, and he, he's been going out on the patio lately. So kind of was like, it was like one o'clock. I was like, you know what? I'll do the same. 
and I drank some coffee. I was feeling good. And I busted open my Alan Watts book, The Way of the Zen. And he was explaining this meditation, a very simple meditation for, for beginners. And I actually did it because I found lately during my sessions, I've been, I haven't been able to get away from my mind. Mm-hmm. I've been always thinking. And this thing just completely busted out the gate again for me. Mm. And what it is, it's just a simple, what you do is you breathe in for five seconds <laughs> and then breathe out for like six seconds. Mm-hmm. And then every time you do that, you count one, mm. right? That's one. And then do it again. And oh. that's two. And you do that up to 10 times. And once you reach the 10, you just count over again. And what you'll have fine is that eventually you've moved past counting and becomes natural. Your breathing is natural because the breathing is everything begins with breathing, Mm. whether you're, it doesn't matter what organism you are. Everybody has to breathe. I mean, it's the thing that's always constant in your life. That's called, it's what's called prana. Mm. It's, it's life force. And that's the gateway into deep levels of subconscious and meditations because you're slowing your breathing down. You're making your body relaxed and calm and your mind starts to settle in on the breath. And then once you do that, you start to let go of your mind first and then you start to let go of your body. And then you really get into, you can start to get in tuned um, with the energetic side of your body. Like what I did was once I started getting down the breathing, the breathing got so slow and natural where it was just like, it was just how it's supposed to be. It was just, it turned into an automated thing that I wasn't even thinking about. I wasn't even in control. Effortless. And what I did was once I, you know, got past me thinking about breathing and, you know, did the exercise, I was completely in tune with my body and I started moving up the, the seven main chakra centers of my body. And it was crazy. Each one was manipulating my breathing differently, you know, without me having any control of it. Like I was just, channeling kind of what you were saying it was really cool but it's very simple meditation like it all starts with the breath yeah i love it and scientifically i love it too because what you're doing is you're getting in charge of your breathing uh and you're getting in touch with your body by doing that it's all it's uh and then you're you're getting in touch with your brain by counting and adding a cognitive step that starts to give a rhythm to your breath and then by counting from 10 and starting over again you're creating a loop. You're creating a circuit. You're creating something that you can automate, that you don't have to keep growing. And so from there, it allows you to then focus back in on your body and grow the energy ball that's growing in there. And that area of focus kind of works its way. Like you're saying, you kind of started down at the bottom and you kind of work your way back up. And as you work your way back, you're back up, you're actually creating a channel. You're creating uh, uh, like a, a golden lightning bolt rod that goes up your spinal cord that gets all the way back up to your brain. Yeah. And that full connection is the next level of that loop of that circuit. And then from there you build to the next step. So it's profound, man, because you're on it, you know, you're, you're on that track. And what's cool is when you're in these meditations, you have moments of realization when you realize you're oh breaking God, through. Yeah. Um, and that's what keeps you coming back. Well, people would always tell me like, then when I was like, you know, even last year, they're like, well, then like when you meditate, you'll have all this inner guidance and, you know, and it's, you know, it's like, 
well, how does that just happen? Mm. Like, how do I just let myself mm. go and like listen to this voice? It's like I have this voice that talks to me a lot, where it's like, you should, uh, you should buy some groceries right now, or blah blah blah. <laughs> but it's a different kind of voice. And yesterday, I tapped it. I've tapped into this a little bit, but yesterday I really tapped into that inner voice, and it felt like something was speaking to me. Um, and profound, like, that's exactly what I need yeah. to do. Or like, or people close to me would pop in my head, not pop in my head. I would get a realization of maybe what they're going through or what mm. I need to tell them, whether it's, you know, my father, or maybe it was a close friend of mine who I haven't thought about in a while, but, or something, maybe this could help them out. But it was, I wasn't having that intent mm. at all. It was just popping out. And this was like, towards the back end of my meditation, what happened was I went to my crown chakra and the crown chakra is the, the top of your head. I guess if you want to look at it physically and that's supposed to be like the gateway to, to this, it's like supposed to be one of the main uh, vortexes where you connect to that higher wisdom, mm. the higher mm. power, you know? And once I got into that center, that's when that stuff started popping in. So it kind of explains, a yeah, lot, you know, but it was just cool, you know, to reflect on this stuff. Um, is really cool to talk about it because you know you're frowned upon to do it because it's not considered normal in our society. Mm. But you know, I don't know. I don't like being uh, normal. I like, dude. <laughs> well, that's that's well. Not normal is authentic, and everybody actually right. wants to be authentic, and that's finding yourself so that you can go be authentic and just go do the things that you feel you should be doing. It, behind good intentions. Yes, definitely, you know? definitely. I think good. Yeah. Well, I think that's that's exactly. kind of in the connection that you're making with yourself. The whole thing is you're going to have an idea in your head sometimes before it's fully thought out whenever you're first starting, especially. And so the whole goal is to check in with yourself and say, you know, how do I feel about this thought that just came into my head and allow your body to give you a response, you know, and it just there, there's right. a way to start having an exchange with yourself where you can start to break down how you're actually feeling about it, but it, it takes you kind of mindfully walking through it, you know? Uh, uh, I completely agree. Yeah. So I think one other thing I want to talk about with this that is kind of in line with what you were saying, and it just kind of breaks it open to the next level. Um, well, before I even do the, the chakra and cr all the way up to the crown piece that you were mentioning, um, I think it's, you know, one, th one way that I look at it is like you're essentially opening all of the floodgates and you're letting everything flow through from the ground up from the, you know, to the air, from the air back down through to the ground, you are just letting energy pass through you like a conductor or like a, rather like a, um, uh, what is it? Whatever, uh, <laughs> two energy or two, uh, like a, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. A conductor, a conductor of electricity. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. Um, thank goodness. Uh, I was like, there's no other word coming to mind. <laughs> um, so, uh, but, you know, then you get a point to let it pass through you and you become a part of it like a dang oyster uh, of the world. And, you know, you are separating from yourself a little bit, but you also will have these realizations that directly apply to you and yourself. You, you, know, you know, you're in a space that allows you to draw connections um, that you would never realize are actually connected. And I think that's that, what, what you were describing. Right. That's the beauty of it is, you know, it kind of gives you more than you realized was there and then there's more to dig in on if you wanted to 
um, which is cool because so anyway, uh, one other thing I wanted to say is you could always ask yourself uh, who this is. You know, if you hear you have a voice in your head, uh, right. you can start to kind of mindfully meditate on asking your body who that is. And in one way or another, it'll start to give you responses um, or feedback. Um, so anyway, uh, moving it forward, I think just wanted to touch this part as well with meditation is um, you've got the earth energy and the earth has natural vibrations that if you, when you start to meditate, you'll start to recognize like, Oh, it's like kind of vibrating or it's like, kind of like my legs are shaking a little bit or moving or kind of feel a little tingling in my legs. You know, that's the, that's the oh, earth's yeah. natural vibration. And then you've got your breath, which, you know, the core foundational pieces that allow us to live on earth, air being one of them. Every time we breathe in, we get to have an intention with that breath, Every time we breathe out, we've got the ability to not only let that breath out and let that air go, but have the faith that there's going to be another breath to take and that you can breathe in uh, again with the air that's hopefully there. And so it's one of those things where you can really start to slow down time and slow down how you think about what's happening because as you do that, you'll start to realize there's just different dimensions to stuff that you think about and do all the time. And as you break down like the five different senses that you have, you know, four of those five senses are in your head so that you can cognitively react quickly. But the feel sensory is your entire body, including your head, but not all parts of your brain. Um, and so, you know, the whole goal with meditation is to bring all five of those senses into your brain where you can cognitively perceive them through your mind's eye and start to have bigger, broader, more connected experiences, but using your body, which is like a radio of the FM stations, but it can play all stations at once. And then it's up to you to decide and filter through which station you're going to play. That was well said. And I want to clarify too, you know, you can people, some people just want to meditate just to, have a peace of yes. mind and you know a lot ton of athletes um utilize meditation i saw an interview yesterday with kobe bryant where he was describing how you know phil jackson his head coach for for the lakers he also coached michael jordan michael and i guess the bulls did this mm -hmm. as well but kobe bryant said he got introduced to meditation with phil jackson where his head coach would make the team in their film sessions meditate for 10 wow. minutes and they actually practice visualization and they saw themselves, you know, winning the championship or also they just, it was Phil Jackson was also trying to teach them to have a calm state of mind in every day, you know? So when that fourth quarter moment came, they were, they were calm and cool, calm, cool collected. And the other team was frantic, blah, blah, blah. And it, it's all stems back to mindfulness and, you know, people like I know Tony Gonzalez, he was a very famous um, tight end for the Chiefs as in another team as well. I think Atlanta Falcons um, mm -hmm. he played for. And he was, you know, one of the best tight ends, if not the best tight end of all time, arguably. But he said that, you know, after he retired, he started getting into meditation because he heard about the benefits from it. And he uses it every day where he would he he would open up his heart center, just would you know, just sending out good vibrations in a deep meditation. And he said that, you know, he he every single day you know 
he visualizes himself succeeding and whatever he needs to succeed. In. Mm. You know, a lot of people use meditation just for visualization. You don't have to have, you don't have to do like the Buddha Zen, you know, or like us tapping into different realities, you know, deep meditation. You can just treat it as a means to be more happy, more successful and, and just more coherent, mm. you know, connect that mind and that heart together. That's perfectly um, said, which is, yeah, I agree. I think I think visualization is definitely the direction to take it as well. And just in terms of like, you know, your body doesn't recognize um, your body doesn't yeah. recognize yep. the difference between if it's happening right now in front of you or if you're reacting to something in your brain like a trauma from the past. Your body doesn't know if that's happening right now or in the past. It doesn't know. So it's going to respond to you exactly. regardless. And so you know, kind of the whole goal is with your future, the whole idea is feeling what your future would feel like inside of a calm, deep, you know, kind of calm breath, you know, mind, you know, not really needing to worry about your worries for a minute, almost compartmentalizing that so that you can focus on your future and what you want for your life and what would be the best things for you. You'll live that life because your body would pick up and feel the feelings of that. And that's how you engage the law of attraction where you're actually attracting the things into your life because you're feeling the feeling of already having them. And that's what it's required to actually get them. If you if you have right. the deep desire and it's just a want and that want is it well founded, then you know you're kind of gonna get the opposite of that because you need to learn a lesson before you're gonna get, you know, the abundance. But if you actually spend the time and the energy feeling what it feels like to live that life, you're already starting the process of creating it and living it. And it's not like you shouldn't be putting out the intention of I want, I want, I right. want, I want. Because that's what you'll be putting out. Instead, it's like, I will, I will, or I right. am, I am. Um, with that being said, though, we're kind of winding down. I'd like to end the show, Henry, with uh, something that you're grateful mm. for. Well, this is the, la the la next thing I was going to bring up, and it's the thing I'm probably most grateful for, is my imagination. Sure. Great. Why, is, why did you want to bring that up? I know, I think I know. Well, why I think visualization <laughs> has to be driven by something and our imagination is something that we deem something more playful and maybe kind of something more for a child to daydream about. But imagination is actually where we've got the ability to pull anything that's possible into a reality of our own. Um, and imagination is our ability to create and be creative. Um, and so, you know, it kind of, it, it, it's where inspiration starts mm. henry i just want to thank you first of all great well said i want to thank you for coming on my show and you know there's always not enough time in the world to talk about these concepts but i appreciate how you know you could you have to really be in this guy's presence to just feel the enthusiasm for life this guy has and like the like you'll, you'll say something and he's he's shaking in his boots he's like i can't wait to say what i want to say it's just like, you know i love it I just thanks man that and I can't, you know, there's not a lot of people like you. So it's, it's great to talk to you. And you're very well knowledgeable about this stuff. And for those people who, because I'm trying to get a lot of people to check out Gaia, because like, it's very inform informative. And I want you, what are some of your favorite programs on that? Like, I'm not trying to sell this thing, but it's just really uh, beneficial. Like, it's made me um, educate myself on these concepts in a better view, because there's a lot, there's a lot 
you you were the one who introduced me to Gaia and I love it. I wish I had it five years ago. It's one of those things where it's the it's the YouTube, but specifically for learning about all things related to how this works. And it allows you to find yep. exactly what area you want to grow in and and pick that topic and watch videos by the professionals, the deepest, most cutting edge people studying the stuff from a scientific level yeah and it gives you everything you yeah. need to be able to grow and i think 10 times faster i think for the same re reason youtube has made kids learn so much faster and be so much smarter in such a shorter amount of time through technology i think gaia is one of those resources that allows um anybody to be able to grow quickly much more quickly by just having the access to in the most incredible resource I've ever found for everything in one place. Uh, I couldn't say it any better. Thank like, you for sharing it. Yeah. That's, just that's a a two thumbs up. It's just like a library of like, I don't know. Discovery. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's like, I would go down the rabbit hole. I might, I might binge guy. Like one of these <laughs> every day I'm in a different place, but I know that if I need to learn something based on where I am right now, there's something on Gaia to go learn about it. All right, Henry, thank you so much. And uh, for all you listeners out there, just, uh, you know, take advantage of this time. Try not to just like, you know, watch TV or blah, blah, blah. Try to be creative, imaginative. And, you know, if you feel like you need to go outside and like, just go on a walk or like you have this inner urge to do something, like just do it. Like go with the flow instead of like, ah, oh, no, I'll just watch. I'll just do something instead. Like fall, listen to that inner voice, you know. I was trying to tell you something. So with that being said, thank you, Henry, again for coming on and have a great, great day, guys. Thank you.